Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates. Uh, it's a podcast we host that we love talking to you about. It's about dating and stuff. But right now it's quarantine, so it's about a lot of different things. How are dating, you, Liza? couples, love, <laughs> mental health. Um, I'm listing all the things it's about. Uh, consumption, t- media consumption, um, and feelings. I'm being giggly because today it's also about engagement. And I'm so excited to say that Liza and Jeff got engaged and I'm so happy for her. Liza and I have actually not caught up that much about it. So Liza, yay. yay. You I'm really happy. I'm really surprised. I was like very, very, very surprised and whatever. I can tell the whole story at some point briefly, but uh, it was, yeah, obviously like we're in quarantine and I just didn't think that it was going to happen him and I had discussed this year or like at some point I basically was like all right I'm ready you know whenever no huge rush and he was like okay like I will take it from here and and then yeah he was further along in the process than I ever could have imagined so it was a really massive surprise which was very fun I would highly recommend some kind of surprise element I was in the babiest bit of cahoots. I had, you know, a one to five hour warning that it was going to happen. And I, so I, I still need details too, because honestly, it has been a whirlwind. We haven't properly caught up. So we're going to do that live on the pod. Um, yeah, I'm going to tell Kimmy my story live and I'll, we'll tell you all about Kimmy's involvement. It was lols. It, um, was, it was amazing. I'm so happy for you, Liza. And, you know, you. We, we have talked about marriage, engagement. We still, we're going to do a big episode on all the complicated feelings around those things. But it's also just so fucking nice to celebrate it. I love you both. Like, it's such, it's, it, it brings me, it's a, such a bright spot and joy. And oh, thank you. Yeah, it's really nice to have something to look forward to right now. And and also like, yeah, I've, as I said in this podcast, I have a lot of very complicated feelings about marriage, engagement, traditional stuff surrounding marriage. I truly, and I know this is a fucking cliche at this point, but ha- did not see myself as someone getting married, but um, ever, because I just kind of uh, thought I was like a, a grouchy monster and I, there would be no one I could stand forever. Like, that's just always been my view. Of well, it's like a cool way so. to be like the cool girls or I guess like the cool guys. I'm thinking of George Clooney now, even though he even went like, I don't know. It's it we I we will dive into those feelings because All the feelings as much as like it's cool in society to be married and have babies. It's also really cool in society more and more to not get married and not have babies and like completely be that 50 year old independent woman with like a partner who makes you know really cool art (laughs) I've always like I don't know who that is but that's yeah an image I have in my head same no that's why it feels like a cliche for me to be like I never thought I was gonna get marriage but married but then also like being like oh and I'm getting married but I feel like it is uh it's a cliche amongst like millennial women because we get to we get to like think about the possibility or not and re-examine if it's you know it was it was kind of a necessity for like most generations before us even our mother's generation fairly recently so 
I think that's part of why it's becoming a cliche is because we're actually allowed to be like, wait, what if I didn't? Like, what if I genuinely didn't do this? Um, but it is also embarrassing to be like, I never thought I was going to get married. And also be like, I'm engaged. <laughs> it's it, there. I the, the cognitive dissonance is real. <laughs> it's okay. But it's when you just said getting married, like, whoa, whoa, this is so exciting. Yeah. We just have to embrace it, you know? Fucking, it is a choir, and we are so. I am so happy for you, and I imagine our listeners are very excited and happy too. Oh, and well, thank you. I'm happy to, yeah, I'm happy too. I'm very, very happy. It's bringing me joy, to be honest. Like, thank you. I feel like, you know, last week I recommended um, What We Do in the Shadows and Consumption Corner, which is a vampire spoof TV show that is so fucking funny, but there's an energy vampire. And I feel like the opposite of that. Like, I'm feeding off of you. But I'm feeding off of like positive energy for you. Oh, like, that's like, nice. It feels I feel good. like, oh, that's really nice. Yeah, it's been it's been really nice to like call everyone, and you know, we spent I think we spent like 48 hours FaceTiming people. Fa- like, we both have big families and you know friends and all of that stuff. So it was really fun to get to have all these like really joyous conversations with people and like you know hear people just like again a lot of people were surprised because my mother was like yeah i literally just thought you guys would never get married because i've never mentioned it and she's like yeah it drove me insane you know whenever she was wow i have so many questions okay 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 i have so many we'll do all of it we'll get there we'll get there in the meat of the episode but i think we do have to start with some other stuff because like yeah i'm so happy for liza you know, this is a we've been recording really close to our release dates because the world is a changing and weird ass place. I'm having a terrible quarantine mo- 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 morning. <laughs> See, I can't even say the word. I just well, it's have no motivation early on the West Coast. I've been awake for I I've only been awake for like two hours, and it's it's eight thirty eight a.m. on the West Coast and eleven thirty eight a.m. on the East Coast, and I like. You, you're doing great is what thank, I'm saying but in case you know you're out there and you're not doing great we also want to do our our roundup so if you're new to this podcast welcome we just talked about Liza's engagement <laughs> but that should be exciting oh even if you don't know us yet if you're new to this podcast uh 51 first dates started as me going on 51 dates uh and talking about it anonymously kindly then we've had other daters do the same thing you can go back and listen but lately we've been trying to split our episodes between quarantine content not meaning not that we talk about quarantine but just things to be distracting because we know that dating is somewhat unrealistic in this time or very unrealistic unless FaceTime dates are your thing uh you know we'll see I think that will start to change for some people but we just we just want to keep it like nice and split up and we don't have a guest today we're gonna do our consumption corner so talking about what we are watching consuming feeding on (laughs) these days then we are going to do a catch-up that was requested on some of the quarantine couples in the bachelor nation and celeb world we are not a bachelor podcast but we do like to get into some bachelor gossip once in a while uh then we are going to answer a listener question and before that we're going to throw in uh, a Reddit relationship question. We haven't done one in a minute and we're going to do another one. And then we will hear the story of Liza's engagement and just kind of talk about engagement, you know, obviously positively, but, you know, just talk it can about be negatively. I already have oh. four to five things that are frustrating me about it. <laughs> but, you know, I hope this is like, you know, this is not a potpourri, but it is a uh, ooh, a stew of sorts. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> but not the stew because 
okay i won't guys, get into the Alice think- roman drama but <laughs> oh yeah god so much good internet uh drama this in the last couple weeks but um yeah stew <laughs> there's an amazing 30 rock dro- joke where uh liz lemon is going on a date with john ham and she's trying to figure out what to do and she asks jack donaghy and he says cook him something and she, he, and she, he was like something sexy and she was like like stew <laughs> and jack donaghy goes no definitely not like stew and that's all i can think about right now so is this a sexy stew of an episode i'm gonna stop i'm pretty happy this is our sexy stew this is the new stew oh okay <laughs> i we've lost you if you're new we've lost you sorry if you're guys a repeat, it's a weird one if you're a repeat listener we love you thank you for being here tell us what you want to keep hearing what you don't um any guests you want to hear from you know we're in talks with someone from two we're, we're trying to get you some bachelor nation if that is your vibe we would love to get more experts on whatever you want tell us and we'll get it and we'll get it yeah, because you have been you... leaving the nicest reviews sorry Liza. no so. totally and please continue to do that rate subscribe review and also uh yeah, we we want to keep making you guys happy or as happy as you can be in quarantine. Like that's our whole goal right now. Obviously, this is not a super normal time. People can't be going on dates. We can't stick to our regular format. Um, there is, you know, we've talked about a lot of FaceTime dates, dates and ways around quarantining. We're going to continue to do that, but obviously, there's not like too much on it. So please keep telling us what is making you happy, what you want to hear from us, and we will do it. Anything. <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to say, I forgot. Oh, please. And you can email us. The way you can tell us these things is you can message us on Instagram at 51firstdatespod and follow us. You can email us at 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. Join our secret Facebook group. There's lots of conversations happening there. People are being really cool and supportive and nice. And um, it's, I think, the happiest, friendliest, best place on the internet. Agreed. Uh, and another thing that we're doing right now is Patreon episodes. We are reviewing, not reviewing, we're recapping <laughs> Sex and the City season one for the beginning. We're going to move on. I think that this, we have two more weeks of that, and then we're going to move on to some other fun stuff. We're going to just be, it's basically going to be like a watching stuff and talking about it, but I think they're so fun. We are going through how Sex and the City influenced our inner psyches and how it made us uh, both strong, independent ladies and like very fucked up about <laughs> relationships and problematic men and it's uh very loose and off the cuff and because we're behind a paywall we can be a little bit even more like Um, yeah but it's i'm loving doing it so much i watched my first episode which we haven't recapped yet with uh date 13 i made we were on facetime watching together and it was funny to hear his reactions too yeah Um, yeah it's good all the the first season has all the classic like really sex in the city moments i forgot there were so there were so many in the first season um but yes. yeah it just started so strong and so iconic yeah so, so good iconic, you know fucked us all up what are we gonna do about it anyway therapy that, therapy we are going to do therapy you know maybe it's time for me to go do therapy though i am graduating into a job market that is terrifying cool 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 that's for neither here nor there or it's- guys the world is very scary <laughs> very scary uh okay (laughs) sorry sorry for that little meltdown morning meltdown okay so let's get into it Liza what are you consuming tell me something guys nothing (laughs) I consume nothing this week except Survivor which I will not talk about again I'm gonna spare everybody but I really am in a hole of that show 
Um, that's why I'm, I am watching the current season of Drag Race and of Top Chef. These are both okay. I will. Here's my one. Uh, my one thought about my consumption this week, because three of my favorite reality shows happen to have live seasons airing during quarantine. Like usually, I don't keep up on live TV, and I'll watch them. You know, weeks or months after they finish airing, like whenever I get to it. But it's been really fun to have like Survivor on Wednesdays. Top Chef on Thursdays, Drag Race on Fridays. My, I was at my parents' house for a long time and they had cable. So it was, I was watching them like on TV with commercials. And I kind of, I had so much nostalgia for that. Like I would go get a snack during commercial breaks, during Drag Race. One of my friends was watching Drag Race live on TV too. So we would text or call each other during commercial breaks to discuss. And all three seasons of those shows are excellent right now. They're really good seasons. It's um, kind of all-star seasons of top chef and survivor and then drag race just it's really good queens this season the last season was like pretty weak so this season being good is like helpful um but yeah it's really fun to watch shows live i kind of i'm probably not gonna have cable again but i i kind of want to reincorporate having like shows that are airing and I, that i have to wait a week for and i get really excited for and i'm like oh my god it's friday gonna see who's go goes home on drag race tonight so that's my one pitch for consumption corner this week is like it's been fun to have live tv may i recommend a product that my friends make so much fun of me for being obsessed with and who does not sponsor this podcast nor need my promotion youtube tv High recommend. If you don't know what it is, Liza, I think you do. But it's like, it's not YouTube premium or anything. It is just, you get live TV, but like on your regular, your Roku TV or on your laptop. It's live TV. And we had my dad cut the cord and then he got this. So I'm still mooching off my father and I'm 31. But that's another story. Um, so it, it's just great. That's, I've been able to keep up with my consumption of I'm actually not caught up but it's been easier to keep up with Real Housewives of New York this season and I love being actually part of the conversation going on around it it's the way you could watch The Bachelor you don't have to wait to the next day like Hulu even though Hulu has live plus TV I don't know these are really cool products I find Um, and I I think think it's really smart MTV just got added to YouTube TV so that's a big are you the one my favorite show ever yeah so it's, you know, just just check it out if you're like, I'm not sure if I want to cut the core, do the math. It depends on like how many subscription services you have, if it makes sense. Again, I'm not paying for mine yet. So TBD. But I think I would get it, um, you know, when I, when I move out on my own for the 10th time in my life. And I am on my own, but I'm still logging into the fam page. Okay. You that, know, I just, yeah. I just watched my parents cable for two months without feeling not bad about it but yeah yeah I mean there's something about it probably especially for people like in our age bracket that brings us back to like you know when we were younger you couldn't get content on demand it was if you miss something I sound so old god but if you miss something it you missed it you know like if you weren't home on Wednesday night I'm thinking even like pre-TiVo because TiVo was the first thing like I had one friend who got TiVo and I we would make her record the shows and then if anyone missed it they would go to her house after school to watch (laughs) Like yeah, was, YouTube TV yeah. is really good at recording too. And when I, I probably, I definitely talked about this, but when I was watching The Bachelor, the pilot Pete season, if you recorded it or watched it the next day, the little scrubber on the bottom to fast forward or go back would be like a ring or a rose. It was just so darn so cute. cute. And you know, yeah. okay. All right. They don't need my, Google does not need my help. They have plenty of But help. you know what? They have it. This is why it's good to make good products because then we will endorse you oh my god hilarious um 
But yes, anyway, Real Housewives. Are you I would watching say. anything? Real Housewives of New York. Yeah, of okay. New York. It, there's a Bonkers episode. So I, I am not caught up, but there was just a Bonkers Hamptons episode with like Tiki Torches <laughs> flying. Like the new cast member was like fighting white supremacy in her very drunken state by tossing. <laughs> Tiki torches across the lawn in the Hamptons naked because she was like, this is fucking appropriation. This is cultural. It was, that's just, I can only encapsulate it in that one little moment. It was just, you know, we can get more into it, but goddamn, I love those women. Again, like I have turned into a reality TV monster in the last two to three years, I would say. Um, I'm worried that it was partially my fault. It's a lot of people's fault. It's like okay. making new friends <laughs> at grad school and everybody watches the same garbage. Like I am watching Vanderpump Rules for the first time in my life and it is – I'm fascinated at, at just how much drama they've like – they did – that show is so smart. I, I didn't realize how much it was about – okay, I obviously knew it was about a staff working in a restaurant, but I've always thought there needs to be more like bartender drama shows. I just – I guess I never – connected the dots that oh that's exactly what Vanderpump yeah. is. It's a well, very Well, I feel like the title idea. is weird. Like it the title is confusing because I always was like, oh, this is a vehicle for Lisa Vanderpump, who is a fucking American treasure. Well, she's not, she's a British traveler. <laughs> she is like she's a reality TV perfection. I could watch her do anything. I could watch her forever. But I always was like, oh, it's just more of Lisa Vanderpump, which is great and I would consume but I didn't realize until I watched one episode, but I do want to watch more. Um, and I didn't realize it was about her staff at all. It's like very, very smart. And I mean, smart. But they, yeah, <laughs> smart that they made a it's show. It's just juicy. Like, and they produce yeah. it. There's so much fucking drama in it. I don't know. Um, other kind of consumption that I'm going to recommend that, you know, is is take it or leave it. If you feel like working out or not, is this app slash website slash woman did I recommend this yet? Melissa Wood Health? No. No. So she is like such a beautiful person, but that's not the only reason why. I just, she has these really quick and easy workouts that I got into during quarantine. Like, so you feel like you worked out these muscles. It took you 20 minutes. And then she has this Instagram that just really soothes me. I can't explain it. She posts her family, like her life just looks lovely. She's really positive. I just like it's very comforting to me. So both very effective short workouts and she has meditations and things. I just I can't explain it. I never thought I'd be doing a video workout every day. And granted, I've fallen off this weekend because I just dove into cookies all weekend. But that's another story. Um, But highly recommend Melissa Wood Health. Check it out. See what awesome you find. I feel like that's positive. Oh, you know what? I have one piece of consumption related to this, too. Uh, I feel like we talk all the time, Kimmy and I talk all the time about our hot hip hop yoga studio Mm -hmm. and usually they, uh, have, um, you know, they only have studios in New York and LA. They're actually about to open their first studio in Chicago. Like the week quarantine began, I feel really badly for them. They're called Y7, the letter Y, the number seven. And, uh, it's an amazing company founded by this really cool lady founder who's about to have a baby who is very cute. Uh, and they are, you know, fairly, they started really small and scaled. And I think obviously, as for a lot of people, this quarantine threw their business into, you know, absolute chaos and all of their studios had to shut down and they had all of a sudden no income, but they very quickly put together, 
um, an app called Y7 Online. And it's you do have to pay. It's a monthly fee. I think it's $16 a month. Um, but it's uh, it's a really good starting point for if you want to try the kind of yoga that Kimmy and I are obsessed with. It's literally the only kind of yoga I really love because it's there's something about the way they set up their classes. They give you time to they, they teach you a flow. Then you they give you time to do the flow on your own. It's a little tricky right now because you do have to like play the playlist along and Spotify. And it's not the smoothest interface, but I think they're a great company. And if you want to try the type of yoga that Kimmy and I always talk about, it might be worth it. They also do some free classes on their Instagram live. I sound like we're sponsored and we're not. We just are like, Kimmy got me into this a really long time ago. And it's my favorite thing. I hate exercising and I love this place. So if you follow Y7 on Instagram, they have they put up like schedules for their live flows, which the music is integrated. Um and it's really fun and it, it does it has been giving me some like mental health breaks yeah I wish I could also shout out my friend here at UCLA who's been doing yoga classes every Saturday morning for friends and family and then some Wednesdays for UCLA she's so good it's so hard mm. and good I'm just gonna yeah. shout her out Caroline <laughs> don't think she listens can I do but- one maybe yeah I think is it so. weird we I could do know. one together I don't think so I think you'd love it it's it's really like I it's it's also my type of yoga very different than Y7 but like I'm always like oh my god I can't hold this any longer but it's also very calming so cool yeah yeah I I definitely um okay that's consumption Mm. (laughs) (laughs) what's next I already forget our itinerary me too okay I think we're catching up on quarantine couples so we will do this Liza when I say quarantine couple just tell me the one that comes to mind Okay, well, as of this morning, it's maybe tricky to talk about, but I've been thinking a lot about Hannah Brown and Tyler C. I've been thinking about a lot a lot about Tyler C for a very long time. And <laughs> their uh their weird quarantine situation. Okay, look, Hannah B did something very gross this week and didn't really apologize for it correctly and I don't yeah, necessarily she- feel like giving her more airtime, but I do want to talk about them briefly. Uh, we can, but she's she. If you did not hear, she used the N word and didn't really seem to show any remorse about it. And actually, Tyler C. I thought you know because poor Rachel Lindsay always has to be the spokesperson. Uh, yeah. I thought Tyler C. He made some comments on Instagram. We don't do not need to get into this, but he made some comments that were mostly good, like because. I just don't understand the responses to this. Like, no, you cannot use that word even in a song if you're white. Get over it. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, like, it's so simple. It's like, the, it, it's it's not hard. Just don't it's do it. It's not hard. Yeah. So, but that was very weird. So she was, I know, we really, sh- I don't want to talk about her, but we'll briefly talk about how she was quarantined with Tyler C. Feels like that was all fake. <laughs> Okay, yes, this is the thing. And this is why I think it's okay to talk about because it is lightly dragging her, which now I'm all for because this is a really gross moment that she exhibited. Um, I it has to be fake, right? It has to. Yeah, they both. I mean, Hannah B is insanely well, that's a lie. She's not insanely media savvy, but she is very media present. And I think she's been almost Kardashian style. The way you're out of the limelight in one respect, you come into the limelight in another. You know, she was on The Bachelor, then she was on Dancing with the Stars. Now I think she doesn't have a next thing. And so she was like, great, time for a public relationship situation. People seem to love Tyler C. We'll both get more Instagram followers and action. 
Like, I think she's just trying to keep her name out there. I agree. And, like, fucking she just fucked that all up. I think she was trying really yeah. hard to keep her name out there and just really fucked up. Um, yeah. Another problematic contestant from the last season, Victoria F. God, I can't even remember these people. Was yeah. quarantined in a farm place with an old Bachelor contestant? Really? This yeah. This is news to me. I'm going to Google. Something, some man. I don't know. So unimportant. What are the other quarantine couples in Bachelor? Okay, World? well, here's the big one. The big one is Peter, Pilot P. Oh, no shit. And right. Kelly. Because, okay, so <laughs> they are apparently in a full-on couple in quarantine. And on top of that, Peter's mom, fucking atrocious Barb, who, by the way, is now on Cameo. And I'm trying to think of who I can send that Cameo to. Um barb like commented like posted a like a pick stitch or something of pictures of peter and kelly together on the bachelor and was like perfect couple like things work out the way they should like blah 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 vomit so what do we think is going on there did they really love each other like why didn't the producers show that on the show and then again we didn't put a time limit on this but we should have if you're not into the bachelor just you know skip forward a couple 30 seconds and we'll be over this yes but, we're gonna do this so fast um uh, okay i think i think they're really in a couple then why didn't they Only- incorporate that into the show it just seems so dumb like yeah Here's my theory, because I think Barb is not media savvy. She's just very media present. And I don't think she would be like posting this shit if it weren't some degree of true. I guess unless Peter asked her to, but it's so weird. I I just think that Peter and Kelly did seem to have like a weird understanding of each other throughout the show. And I think Kelly was just wrong for the show. She was like, we don't have to get engaged or like be obsessed or like it doesn't have to be dramatic. Like she was, I think being way too normal real world dating for the show who wants everyone to be a 23 year old who wants to get married in six weeks and i think kelly was not that i think that peter basically likes anyone who likes him i agree and i think they both want to stay relevant if i'm being honest yes yes but i think he like he ran through the list it was he went through hannah ann and then literally who did he end up picking i can't can't remember uh, oh, no one. Madison. They like tried to make him pick Maddie. I don't know. It's oh, also- yeah. But it was like Hannah. Then it was Matt. Oh, it was Hannah Brown. Then it was Hannah Ann. Then it was Madison. Now it's Ke- he's just running down this list of like fucking who- whoever, man. He doesn't have a personality. So he's just he is just the container for whatever woman happens to like assertively like go after him in any moment. So that is my reason why I think they might be for real is that I really don't think Peter is picky. <laughs> I don't think he's Kelly, picky I mean, Kelly's a prize. Kelly is the probably most sub- substantial person of anyone we just listed. Not probably. I mean, whatever. I don't want to put values on other humans. Or apparently I do. But it's like Kelly's great. But I just don't think Peter's thinking a lot about who it is. I think it's just it, it, are they a, an attractive human woman? Great. My theory about couples who are very visible during quarantine, including couples from outside of Bachelor Nation, cue the banana, which is what Who Weekly calls Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas. Um, I'm obsessed. (laughs) They're like walking around Brentwood every day with their little matching heart necklaces. I think any visible couple in quarantine is being very visible for a reason that is not necessarily sharing their love with the world. 
uh, kind of like the way when couples are super real life couples, you know, are super present on Instagram or maybe not the happiest or maybe putting on some. Yeah, I think my favorite couples. Yes. My favorite couples, like celebrity couples, are ones that I realize they're a couple like a year and a half after they start dating. Yeah. Like they go to some award show together and you're like them. Uh, there is, I mean, I think this is a time everyone, these people's businesses are staying famous and relevant and everyone's trying to figure out how to sustain their business in quarantine. So these people doing it, like it sucks that that's the thing, but you know, they gotta, they gotta stay on people's minds and stay whatever. It's a little weird for Ben Affleck. It doesn't feel like his personal brand to try to be in the limelight, but I also don't put it past him. He seems a little chaotic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a odder to understand what his motives are. Um, I mean, she's a beautiful, like, amazing, talented actress, too. Maybe yeah. maybe they're just, like, getting along. She's really good. She's I want her so to win good. awards. She's yeah. so good and she's so beautiful. How? Why? Why not me? Excuse me. It's obnoxious. <laughs> okay. No, well, welcome back to reality, dear friends. Actually, it, will it really be reality? Um... So we did a Reddit ship post a little while ago. If you don't know, there is a thread on Reddit where people post anonymous relationship questions and there is a Twitter that collects these questions and we went through some wild ones and we thought we'd bring it back just for for a little post that I'm going to read now and then we're going to discuss. And then we have a listener question that matches right on up with this Reddit question. Well, not right on up, but it is somewhat similar that we will also discuss. And then we'll hear oh about my God. engagement. I'm going to do something unsmoothly as could possibly be because I forgot to do it. But we're going to hear that after the ad break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Timmy, was that the worst ad break I've ever incorporated? Yes. Wow, we're back for our Reddit <laughs> ship. Okay. Liza, are you ready for this? I am so ready. The title. Have you forgiven me for the unsmoothness of the no outbreak? It's it's all good. You know. Um. Okay. BF paid to see his ex's OnlyFans. Before I read the contents of the post, Liza, will you give a brief overview of OnlyFans in case people don't know? I feel like everyone for sure. OnlyFans is a site that started with um porn actors adult performers uh as almost like a patreon for mm-hmm. their fans <laughs> where you can go and right it's like it's a yeah, it's should kind be of patreon, patreon for uh, i yeah. mean an only like an only fans <laughs> sexy no, pics of true. us in our la- our quarantine loungewear it's subscription um, content it's like the same thing as a patreon yeah, from what it's I exactly understand. that it's like yeah you go on and you pay a monthly fee and you get exclusive content from your favorite adult performers um and it's kind of branching out from adult performers into other other you know public figures i guess remy from all you the one are you the one come one come all is on there there's some other people who who will show up on OnlyFans. But that's basically what it is. Yeah. And it's definitely good, I think. I don't know a lot about this. So please do correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I believe it's better for, you know, making a more equitable sex work landscape, I imagine, than just like free porn sites. I don't I don't know. But I guess it's a great yeah. way for a sex worker to like make more money or, or a porn star even not, you know. Yeah. Directly. Well, I think with, also. Yeah. Yeah. I think so many times in adult entertainment, the um performers aren't paid fairly and producers are kind of predatory whatever so it is a way to yeah uh 
earn an income based on like a more fair income based on the work you do and capitalize on your fan base. I think it's cool. But the, yes, but it definitely is branching out. So like it is unclear in this post if the X is a porn star, you know. Okay. Hi, I or adult performer. I know I probably am fucking it up, but Porn star actually to me sounds so powerful. Okay. Um, <laughs> hi. I recently found out that my BF of one year paid to subscribe to his ex's OnlyFans account. As you can imagine, I am a sta- in a state of shock and don't know what to do or think. Previous to this, I'd quite often catch him looking her up on social media as well. After finding out all of this, I asked him, does he still have feelings for her? And he persistently says no. I'm so confused right now. I need advice slash help on what to think or do. Is he in denial? Am I to break up with him? Does he mean it when he says he wants to settle down with me? Thank you for any reply. Woo! Wow, this is crazy. Okay, what's I have a very strange first instinct, tell and it. I'm wondering if it's crazy. Can I tell you, and then you can tell yes. me if it's nuts? Okay, the only the the OnlyFans thing doesn't, I think, sound that surprising. I think the social media stuff is more concerning, only because if my ex had an OnlyFans. I would instantly subscribe. I would need to see it just because it's crazy. (laughs) It's insane. I think that's Um, a good point. And I think I would kind of understand if my partner was like, look, it's just bonkers and I wanted to see it. I mean, I feel like I would subscribe for a month and then cancel it because I I wouldn't want to. If if you found out they've had a subscription for like seven months and are checking it regularly or something, that's a little bit weirder to me. The thing that's more troubling to me is like the persistent social media checking. That... Because that's not a novelty. Especially social media checking when you have access to the OnlyFans account. Like, what thirst traps are you looking for? <laughs> Again, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what I, – I don't we, – we just acted like we knew a lot about OnlyFans, and I don't think either of us do because we've never been on it. Maybe, Liza, you have. I have not. No, I haven't. Okay. I thought um, about it for Remy because I think he's hot, but <laughs> – uh, Yeah, so I don't know. It It is – uh, great again this is a, not a listener this is a reddit poster but like it's i i would be so fucking out on this i would be so gone it would be interesting if the ex is like a famous you know reality star or adult performer or otherwise you know yeah what then i don't know if it would make it better or worse uh or but you make a good point. like an yeah, if they're an influ, I, I could feel feel like I could see certain influencers doing that. A lot of influencers who are kind of known for like being hot, you know. I feel like there's a whole thing of influencers who just pose naked in glamorous locations, and that's you know, like with their with their like bits covered, and that's like their whole thing. Um, I could see them having OnlyFans. I don't know. I, I think it's again. I don't think it's weird for someone to subscribe for like a month to check it out, but I feel like this might indicate that they're consistently thinking about like boinking their ex which you know that's the thing that I think is concerning is like it being like in any way a sexual thing that they're looking at them a lot I don't know that would make me feel not great I know because it's sexual that's the thing and it could be only sexual it could be like it did not work out for us but she is a hot ass person hot enough to have an OnlyFans you know (laughs) oh my goodness but it like and then what do you do with that what do you do because the last question is, does it mean? Does he mean it when he says he wants to settle down with me? I think there is a world, and it would not be a world I'd want to be part of, where this person, man, it's a man, could 
be so physically attracted to his ex, want to look at her OnlyFans, want to look at her social media and like boink himself to it and still not want to settle down with that ex and want to settle down with you. I don't want to live in that world. I think I that's the naive me speaking. But there's a world where still having attraction or curiosity about an ex doesn't necessarily mean you want to be with them or talk to them at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And look, we all probably got with our exes because we thought they were hot or were sexually attracted to them at some point, right? Like, you can't – I don't know. I, they're – I have exes that I still think are hot. You know, it's like, that's a thing. I don't, they don't have OnlyFans and I don't (laughs) like regular, and they're not like thirst traps on Instagram. And also they're probably like not that hot either. But, you know, it's like, it it does, it's something that, whatever. I, I can understand the thinking about it, right? It's like, you liked them and you thought they were hot at one point. You probably enjoyed having sex with them at one point. So it's not like that is going to disappear but the the percentage of the amount of checking maybe is strange yeah and he's paying to subscribe i mean just find a porn star you really like yeah okay this is such a deal breaker (laughs) (laughs) the the fires i would light across los angeles drought be damned (laughs) if i found out Day 13 was subscribing to – first of all, I found out his ex had an OnlyFans. Second, that he was subscribing to it, paying money. Oh, my God. Oh, I would burn this shit down. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I would have a problem with it. The only scenario I wouldn't have a problem with what I said is if I, they were like, look, it was one month. I wanted to see it because it's isn't it bonkers that my ex has an OnlyFans. I'd be like, yeah, that's bonkers. It is bonkers. Wow. Wow. Well, Okay. On a more realistic note, here is a question that was posted in the secret Facebook group that we got permission to read out on the podcast that I think a lot of people grapple with and feels much more relatable to me. What is everyone's view on dealing with your partner staying friends with an ex? Yesterday, different than OnlyFans. Yesterday, I was with my boyfriend while he looked something up on his phone and I saw he had three new messages from his ex that he broke up with a year ago but dated for around three years. We've been dating around six-ish months and I was not aware they were still in contact. I obviously confronted him about it and he said they only recently started talking again because when they broke up, they said they wanted to eventually become friends. They didn't see or speak to each other for seven months post-breakup to give each other time to emotionally heal, etc., but now have been platonically talking a couple times a month as far as I know. I have a history of dating people not over their exes, people dumping me for someone else. So this entire thing was very triggering for me. And I still feel extremely upset even after we had a reassuring conversation about it yesterday. I don't want to keep dragging it on, but I feel like I need to have another conversation with him about it to make sure we're on the same page and that he is respectful of my feelings, especially after knowing my past. He let me read their conversation and offered to tell his ex about us, which I told him not to because that just seemed excessive and unnecessary. I trust he's telling me the truth and I know he cares about me and wants to continue our relationship, but it's very difficult for me to imagine someone genuinely wanting to be friends with their ex without some underlying ulterior motive. I think Mm. this is like a great question. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like, yeah, this is obviously such a tricky situation, friendship with your ex. I feel like this is a really good uh, specific situation to talk about because it sounds like this um, person you're you're dating has been almost like the ideal way you would want someone to be if you were going to design okay I want my boyfriend to have my boyfriend wants to have a friendship with their ex I feel like the seven month break the allowing you to read every conversation to tell um, the ex about you 
like completely above board and c- considerate of your feelings. Like this is the platonic ideal of, oh, my friend, my boyfriend's friends with his ex. So that being said, with like all of these good things, do we still have a problem with it? What do you think, Kimmy? I don't know. Yeah, it's like a red light, green light thing. Like green lights, he let you read the conversation. He, It was a seven-month break. They were dating for three years, almost as a green light to me. Like that's a long time that they were dating that they would want to platonically text offered to share. The red lights are like more specific to you, her. Um, it's a thing that you're insecure about and you're aware of. And so I dealt with this at the beginning of dating date 13. I found out that his ex had moved to New York. Uh, they grew up in the same place. They had dated for a very long time and had been what, you know, once she moved to New York, had been in touch. And we were not even officially, or no, we were. We were just officially dating around this point. And it really threw me and I had a temper tantrum. So I relate. And I do think you, for me, it was about like getting more data and detail on the situation. So I really like that this guy was up front with you and like, here are my, here are the texts. It's not a thing. It's like, we are still in touch because we were in each other's lives at one point. So it's tricky though, because I, like you, don't feel, I feel so deeply insecure generally in relationships. And it sounds like you've had a specific history with this. It's really hard. That's the red light for me. It's not a red or a red flag, which is a green light, red flag, green light. I don't know. It's the the thing that would give me pause. It's just I know myself. Sounds like he's doing everything right. But if it drives me nuts forever, that's not going to be sustainable. And I think for me personally, uh, w- once I got to collect all the data and be a little annoying about it, I I realized that it was a me thing and it was an old relationship that had ended because they were like friends and, you know, still had a lot of overlap in terms of families who saw each other, et cetera. And I felt okay with that. But I also actually, not, not totally, I was like, don't talk to her anymore. And it, that's what happened. So I don't yeah. know, it's tricky. It's so tricky. I mean, look, I think that in your shoes, I would feel the exact same way, listener. I, I always realize I'm like, you're, you're, you're talking to Kimmy, but listener. Um, I think that the biggest thing to me that jumps out from his behavior is that you said like he's being really respectful of your history and feelings or he's aware of it and, and being respectful of it. And I think that's the thing to keep an eye on. Like, I feel like everything is about how much um, like space and consideration, space and consideration you give the other person and allowing them to do what they need to do while also being aware of you and trying to let those things coexist. And this is a situation where it's like it is hard for those things to coexist. But I think if he uh, if this friendship seems important to him and he can be really respectful of your feelings and aware of how you feel and check in with you, then it might be a situation where you do like go that extra mile to extend the trust. But I think that you should you were saying in in the question you weren't sure if you should have a second conversation with him. I think you should have as many conversations with him as you need to have. But just make sure you keep it about like, look, this is like a really big like trigger for me and I I don't want to um impede you I don't want to stop you from doing what you need to do but like it does have an effect on me and like I'm trying to reconcile that in a way that feels fair to you and gives you the space to have the friendships you want to have um but it does make me feel like scared and insecure and worried and you know I think that you sh- if you it seems like 
you really feel safe and comfortable with this guy. So hopefully he will understand that it'll take the amount of nego- not negotiation, but like emotional uh, negotiation. <laughs> I don't can't think of the right word to get on the same page and mm-hmm. understand what you know what the this relationship with his ex is and how it makes you feel. And but overall. Yes, I feel I would feel the exact same way as you. And I think it's worth doing the work to allow him to have that friendship if he needs to have it. Yeah. And don't it's not just you being triggered like as much as you are just it's totally valid to want to dig into this more with him and have those conversations no matter what. Like even the comments on this post, there are people who are like never again. I was there and they were sexting. There are other people who are like, I think, you know, in my situation, when I stayed friends with an ex, it was for X, Y, Z. You know, I think it's all about the transparency. Someone wrote that they yeah. were they were friends with their most recent ex because when they had broken up, it took the, her a long time to get over it. But she was, and she was very transparent with her new boyfriend about it. And I think that it a lot of times, especially if the exes were like friends before they dated or in a friend group, it does get a little bit tricky. And they are – it's there's some tiny silver lining just again because it sounds like he's being mature though I would totally take him up on having you or having him tell her about you because why not yeah yeah that's totally that's important that like you know that was a reassuring thing for me where I was like oh you are friends she knows you're dating me and we're like just official official like I just said it on the podcast okay this is like someone moved to New York and you have friends in common okay um but also, I think it's probably – I think it is a it is a meaningful sign that there's a lot of trust in your relationship that you were like, yeah, you can tell her when you're ready or you don't need to tell her. Like, yeah. I feel like there is – a lot of signs you're giving is that your relationship does have a lot of trust and um, that's really important. I don't know. I think that's – I think it's fully within your rights to be like, yes, please tell her. But I also think it shows a lot that you felt okay with him not telling her. Yeah, I think – Again, just to the kind of comment section on the post and how different people feel about this and how many people I think genuinely have some sort of friendship with an ex. I don't know. I think it's all about if the text felt flirty or something, that's really different. That's – which is where, yeah, I really, really – I'm really pro him offering that up. That is very nice. I mean, it could have – he could have – no. This is just me. I'm not putting fear into it. But my thought would be like, well, I don't know. What if he's just showing me this conversation and deleted this other part? But no, 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 no. You know? I also just think that most people aren't that adept at lying. And it's – I mean, here's my thing. I think if he – it seems like he wants to be with you. It seems like he's making steps to make you feel comfortable. And I feel like if he was disrespecting you, he wouldn't be doing that. But also – Sometimes I trust people too much. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky because it's, then there's there are the circumstances where this blows up. But yeah. I think it's about speaking candidly about it more and more until you feel comfortable. And if that day doesn't come, then thinking a little bit more about, you know, what you are comfortable with and yeah. asking and him what he's if, willing to do. Yeah. Are you willing to not talk to that person? I don't know how often they're talking either. Uh Three new messages from his ex that he broke up with a year ago. Uh, Yeah. Recently started talking again. It is weird if you take a seven-month break and then you never say, okay, we're cool now, right? So I guess it would be like paying attention to, no, you don't have to do to talk to work. Just keep talking to him about it. Be really clear with what you're comfortable with. And I, yeah. I know that's not ideal advice, but. 
we have a friend we have a really close mutual friend i'll say his first name he won't care joe who stays friends with every one of his exes and it's partially because he's a very like uh kind and connected person like he really his relationships really mean a lot to him and he doesn't um i think feel comfortable leaving them in the past uh because these people were important to him and so when someone's important to you they're important to you and i think he's always done it in a respectful and cool way i do think it's possible and this guy seems to be giving you a lot of indications of that yeah yes i agree it's more green flags than red flags i would say yeah um cool is that what's what's our next what's our next itinerary you point? know I can't it do Giggly girl. no I don't. okay liza we have oh, to talk okay. about your engagement <laughs> Okay, I genuinely was not being coy. I just couldn't remember, and I'm caffeinated. No, I'm. Uh, let me just set it up to get you ready. So I okay. received a text. We were dealing with a business thing, and I received it that was never ending. And a little I received, stressful. A little stressful, very stressful. Something you want to vent about, um, especially in times like these. But I will not start. I will not start. So we were dealing with a business thing. On Kimmy a and I were on the phone and on text on and phone, on text, on email, email threads, just venting. Well, no, just trying to figure out how to not vent too hard, but get what we needed to get. And what happened was I got a text from Jeff that was like, hi, I'm going to propose um, uh, to Liza this afternoon. So if there's any way you can like get her to not focus on this task at hand so uh I, luckily we had kind of calmed down both of our butts yeah. had cooled but it was good because then I couldn't go well now I'm thinking about this and text you and so our butts calmed down and then this is where I really left off okay yeah no so it was crazy because <laughs> obviously we're in quarantine and as I've told you guys every week I am really digging into being disgusting like I'm not a I don't I'm not someone who loves to shower in life and I do it every day because I have to see people but in quarantine I've been averaging maybe like once every three days so I was dirty I was stressed out I was in a bitchy mood I was like everything was kind of meh and Jeff had said it was so it was going to be our last night alone my parents my parents had left they were quarantining safely but they were between this is so much information so important my parents were not there for one night um and Jeff was like oh this is our last night kind of at your parents house without you know nobody here just the two of us like we haven't why we haven't had like a quarantine date like why don't we have a date and I was like yeah we've been talking about that on the podcast like let's you know he was like yeah let's just like make it a special night um none of these things were red flags to me we do this fairly regularly we'll be like even if we just stay home we're like we're gonna you know cook a really nice meal like buy really good steaks like do just make it a special stay in night like we do this in the winter a lot when we're it's, we're lazy so we <laughs> so it was last night there my parents live near the ocean um so he was like yeah let's get lobsters and this whole thing i was like great and he was like yeah i'll even sign off work he's working remotely of course i'm not really working so he's like i'll sign off work at two we can take a walk it was a really beautiful day it was one of the first warm like sunny days so he's like i'll sign off early because then we can take a walk so he came downstairs uh, he had gone upstairs and taken a shower and changed, which he's actually been doing regularly. We'd put on jeans and like a button down shirt. And he came downstairs and I was like, why are you dressed? And he was like, oh, I don't know. I just we're going to have a date. I thought it might feel nice. Like, wouldn't, don't you think it would just feel good to get dressed? Oh, did <laughs> any red flags go up? None. None? The only time the OK, that's a lie. This is the only moment I had the slightest red flag. I was like, 
is he doing something? But then I was like, no, that's absurd. We're in quarantine. Like he doesn't, you know, I had no indications that he had been ring shopping. Like I just didn't think he could pull all that off without Jeff is a horrible liar. It's one of my favorite things about him. He's not sneaky. He can't (laughs) even in the past when he's been trying to, he wants to buy me a Christmas present, but he needs to ask me a question about if I want this version or this version or what he's so bad at um laying sneaky plans anytime he's planned anything for me that's a surprise it had so been blown so i just did not think he had that kind of trickery in him <laughs> so i had a brief moment of like is something happening like whatever and then i was like no that's absurd we're we've been in my parents house for two months like there's no way he could do any ring shopping or whatever anything mm-hmm. so we went to uh i so so he was like yeah you know i know this is crazy but i want narragansett it's like this one particular type of beer i don't know if you really can get it outside of the northeast but narragansett's are this it's not it's like a shitty beer but they're really really good with seafood for some reason and the lobster Um, one is actually good the lobster narragansett really good so he was like i know this is dumb but i really want to go get narragansett's to have with our lobster and i was like okay whatever while you do that i'm going to take a shower try to reset my shitty vibes just chill out and then you know, after I got out of the shower, I haven't put on a real bra like or makeup the whole time in quarantine. Maybe a real bra once, makeup zero times. But I took a shower, shaved my legs, which again, second time in quarantine, got out. And I was like, I'm going to put on not makeup, but I put on like a color corrector and mascara because I was just like, yeah, I want to feel good. And I put on a real bra. And I mean, I was wearing like baggy overalls and like a lumpy cardigan. Like I didn't look cute but it was not sweats it was mm-hmm. one it was one step between steps sweats and jeans um and so when i yeah and unbeknownst to me when he got out to when he went out to get the narragansett as he said he actually was going he texted you he went to like the, a florist and a liquor store and uh got champagne and all this stuff and uh and then came back and we were gonna go for this walk he was like, why don't you leave your phone? You seem stressed. Because I was like, oh, I may just need to keep checking emails. Yeah. And he was like, leave leave your phone. Like, it's going to be okay. And then I called Kimmy because right. I was like, well, I have to tell Kimmy if I'm leaving my phone because I don't want I don't want to go offline and she wonders where I am. So I called Kimmy and I was like, hi, I'm leaving, whatever. I was like, I, Jeff wants me to go on this walk. I'm going on this walk. I want to leave my phone. I'm going to chill, whatever. That's when I was like, and- does she know? She must know. That's when I was nervous that you knew. Oh, my God. No, zero indication. I was like, even with him telling me to leave my phone, because he's always trying to get me to do stuff without my phone and leave it places or like leave it. If we're watching TV, he's just like, just leave your phone upstairs. There's no one you need to talk to whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's like not a phone addict. Uh, and I am. So he. Um, yeah, so we went on this walk. It was very beautiful and special. We went to this special place near where my parents live. It's this beautiful, weird little island in Long Island Sound that is like has all these gardens and this old stone monastery and there's this huge rock like thing that extends like 30 feet out into the ocean so every time we walk there together every time we're at my parents we walk to this place and we walk out on this thing into the ocean because it's just so cool such a cool like rock formation so we walked out there i was yammering about something i like don't know what i was talking about but i was talking a mile a minute and then i he was like hold on i turned around and he got on a knee and i was like what the fuck like i was so surprised and you know he made a lovely speech. We had lots of lovely moments. I cried a lot and also cackled the whole time. Like I was just like weeping and cackling and like it was so I was so shook. Um and yeah, it was it was all really special. And I, I love the ring he got me. The diamond was his mother's Beautiful. who passed away a couple of years into our relationship. And I was really lucky to get to know and have a really nice relationship with. And he got it reset. Um 
and I, I love it so much, which is another thing I wasn't totally expecting. Um, yeah. But, and it's really special to him. So yeah, the whole thing was special. Then we came home, we had champagne and lobster and called everybody in our families. And uh, I got very drunk. It was very fun. <laughs> we had a bottle of Vuv and then several Narragansetts. And um, and yeah, it was just really special, nice moment. And it's like been really nice, like I said, to have, to have uh, something in quarantine that's kind of like something to look forward to and be excited about Liza oh I'm so happy wait okay first what did it feel like when he was down on a knee like what was what was happening I mean surreal because it was just again because I had no idea and uh it was weird like I almost wish I had taken in the moment more because I just started crying immediately and then I started laughing because I was so I was like what 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 like I was just it was I don't even think I took I don't even think I took in his speech fully I don't I didn't say yes at one point he was like wait yes and I was like yes yeah, yeah. like I I was just in another realm and then we just sat down together on that rock and we sat there for like half an hour and just talked because I was like wait what how did you get this ring like what what like I just was so so many questions and he had so many stories and there was a whole situation where like my cousin slash oh my cousin slash best friend Katie who's been on the podcast before like drove through quarantine New York right before the store was going to shut down got the ring drove to Connecticut to drop it off like she was doing all this whatever you know ring sneakery and involved in the plot and um and so you know we sat there and told stories but yeah my feelings were just like mania I was like what the fuck it was so (laughs) it was so uh it, it, it harkened back to like acting class you know when you're supposed to do the like big reaction stuff yeah that's what it felt like I feel like there were like proposal exercises that we did uh yeah or adjacent it's so fun wait so Katie knew who else knew Katie knew so Jeff talked to my had talked to my parents on that Sunday um and I was I was on I'm taking like a online class I was on my online I'm on my online class for like three hours every Sunday and so he was like great that's my time that's when he met katie to get the ring that's when he talked to my parents Ooh, smart, he, um, smart. did a lot of sneakery there and um they were managed to keep it a secret we it was mother's day so we had i had dinner with them that night it was uh you know we were together they didn't blow anything which i was surprised about because you know my mom doesn't have the best poker face in general <laughs> um she's very transparent again a thing i love about her um so yeah my he called my sister and my brother um to tell them he told uh you know everyone in his family his sister went with him to pick out all the ring stuff so i I think basically everyone in our nuclear families knew uh which was which was very fun so everyone was really happy and excited and it was uh yeah it was cool it was very it's it was very um it was definitely like everything i would have wanted like i loved I, i wanted a surprise i didn't want it to be you know, I didn't uh, want any kind of like grand public anything oh that would have made public me feel really. Proposals. Did yeah. you have someone I mean, taking your, your photo? Thing, it's your thing. No. Good. Yeah. I just yeah. can't. Sorry. Sorry. Well, also, I looked like trash. And OK, so he took right after he had the presence of mind, like right after I said yes and put the ring on and we were like crying, whatever. He was like, don't be mad. I'm going to take like 10 quick selfies. He took his phone out and just snapped a bunch of selfies yeah. like this. So we have some reaction shots of me like being like, oh, I'm, I'm like, there's tears in my that's on nice. my face and I'm like freaking out and surprised. But so that's nice like, to have a professional photographer waiting in the bushes. Like I just 
I don't know. Yeah. This is also, so refreshing. I shitty. I was wearing the lumpiest clothing. If those, if we, like, I would have been like, you wasted your money. I'm not showing these to anyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just really nice. Like, it was, it was definitely the one thing when, when Jeff and I have talked about it in the past, I was like, just get me something nice and surprise me. Like, I don't, I don't really have any feelings other than that. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to be able to celebrate. You know, we celebrated with my family, who again, we've been quarantining with. They just happened to be in a different quarantine location that one night. Um, so we got to, got to celebrate and it was it was really nice and yeah he he also was like oh maybe i should have waited till after quarantine he's like i had a plan a that was different and was in the city and whatever um but you know he just was like i just didn't want to wait and i hope that's good he's like i really wanted to ask you but then i couldn't i couldn't ask you because that's the one thing you said it surprised me so uh but i'm really happy he didn't because it's really nice to have something to like think about right now when I don't have a job and there's so much uncertainty it's gonna be a a nice thing I think yeah and are you thinking like wedding things or is that not even there are you oh my god this is the thing earlier when I was like there's already four to five things I hate about this it's like everyone immediately was like when where what's the venue what are you thinking Uh and I was like I don't know I have no idea. I mean, I think New York area and but it's it's crazy because we can't even we can't look at venues or anything like that. So I'm kind of like, you know, we'll get married when we get married. I want to not be like uh, freaking out, trying to like figure out timelines and venues with so much like uncertainty in the world. But it'll be fun to like ideate, lose some ideation in quarantine. That's so appealing to me because I don't know. When people are, you know, for whatever reason, so gung-ho on, okay, now I plan the wedding. It's like, did you really want to get married or did you want to plan a wedding? (laughs) Yeah. You know? Totally. And I think that, or and even if you're not like that, which you aren't, Liza, it's like the pressure of all of that must be just annoying and thinking about looking at things. It's kind of nice that you don't have to think about that right now that much if you don't want to because you can't go looking at venues, you know? Totally. And it's so, if it's so perfectly with my uh, personality, <laughs> because I get, I hate making decisions. I do not like stress. I do not love details. So all of this is going to be a little like uh, much for me <laughs> just to, to have to look at a bunch of stuff and organize a bunch of stuff and plan a bunch of stuff will be not in line with my personal brand. So I think having a little time to like just be like, we're not doing anything. Or if we are, it's looking at stuff online. You know, like that's that's going to make me feel less like um, I have to, I don't know, accomplish this giant task. And how are your feelings? I'm, I'm being a good journalist right now. No, I'm I very love happy it. for you. How are your feelings I just around hope it's not like, annoying. quote unquote, do you isn't a- conforming Wait, do you, it- to marriage? <laughs> okay. Um, strange. It, truly, yeah. like very strange uh i i feel you know i've known for a long time that like i uh, you know jeff is like the best thing that ever happened to me and the love of my life and all of that cheesy stuff he's always been like very early on i was like this is different and truly like i i talk about it a lot on this podcast but like when you feel um that different type of feeling for someone it's really apparent and it just means I think completely being yourself being totally accepted for who you are and having no uh fears about expressing yourself I mean that didn't happen immediately for me because I'm like a nut I had to kind of learn it a little bit but no it would be wild if it happened immediately for anybody I don't think I think those those are some like burn hot whatever that expression is yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but so that part of it I've been very sure of for a long time the marriage part of it i 
kind of always thought like what's the purpose of it um and it mattered a little bit more to jeff like i think it had a little bit he he was his basically his early pitch like a couple years into our relationship when i was like marriage is dumb and i don't think we should do it <laughs> he was like he was like I, he was like no i think it's important and i was like why and he's like it's a ceremony like mark bring your community together to mark the start of a new family and to hold you accountable to the promises you're making to each other which can be hard to keep in like your full life and he was also just like he's Jewish, and he was also like ceremony and, and marking, um, holding tradition and and marking events with ceremonies is really a big thing in his faith, and he um, felt that it was like an important thing, and uh, that kind of that explanation like made sense to me. It, yeah. it didn't immediately get me on board, but I was like, yeah, that's something that I can see, and also. Um, I just think like it's important to keep making each other feel special throughout your relationship. And we've been together for like a very long time now. And the fact that we now get to like continue, continue to make each other feel special and important. And like we're, we're choosing each other um, in a new way is, is kind of fun and cool. I don't think you have to like have a large party to do that. I think you can city hall it or whatever. Um, but yeah, but of course I feel complicated because this isn't something I really thought of for myself. No. I don't know if I want to have kids. I don't know if I, I yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily line up with like the the view I had of my adult life, which was fully to be like a weird New York spinster who had like 12 dogs and and wore a lot of jewelry and smoked cigarettes on the street and yelled at neighbors and stuff. But uh, here we are. <laughs> No, but I think that's the beautiful part. It's like you are in a partnership where it meant something. And I, again, I only ask that question as a journalist, just to ask the, the fucking hard questions. But I think it's amazing that you've like changed your perspective on something you had a perspective on that like, you know, I think the problem with the things we attach to marriage for women generally is that like we have to do this thing so you can feel like going to the opposite of that I won't do that thing might feel better and I'm talking about myself now like I'm I don't need marriage that's for like losers and it's like no if you love each other it's whatever feels right within that partnership like a good partnership should be acquiescing sometimes and getting what you want sometimes but when you love each other thinking about what that other person wants and if it would be special to you too and marriage can be that thing not getting married could also be that thing you know I just think you know it's all about what's so beautiful about this is it's like there's so many stereotypes around men wanting to not get married and women wanting to get married and someone oh where's the ring where's the ring this wasn't a where's the ring thing and it's not just because the tables were turned gender wise it's because you guys were listening to each other and you were in a partnership where you wanted to do something together that you both yeah that made sense for both of you and I think that's yeah. kind of the point like no one should like uh, I just and again it's I'm coming from a place of like relationship privilege right now and that I'm in a serious relationship um so it's like, oh, marriage, just like don't worry too much about that because it feels like not closer to me. But like, again, I at least have the relationship. When I was single forever, I was like, fuck you all. I do get married about not get worried about not getting married or having a partner in life. So I'm not trying to diminish any of that. But I think, Liza, you're such a good example of, you know, just it only makes sense if it's like the love of your life. Yeah, know. and I think that. I don't know. To me, 
feminism is all about being able to have complete freedom in the choices you make for your life and having it not be burdened by anything, right? Even if we go down to the nitty gritty of like, like I've been doing a lot of um, re-examining my budget and the way I spend my money since I don't have a job now. And I've been looking at just how much money I spend on clothes, beauty services, even like fucking tampons and just shit at CVS that men don't need. Um, and it's been really like bothering me because I'm like, oh, I'm looking at my finances and my financial future and I spend so much money to look and be a certain way. And I am... I don't even spend like I, I'm pretty uh, not like I don't take that good care of myself is the thing I'm trying to say. But I think that uh, even if we get down to the like the bra burning and being like, no, I don't need to do this to look the way you want me to do. I think that's what matters to me in feminism is being able to examine your life and make all of your choices consciously and have none of them be because of your gender or sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and that's why that's always been what it's been about for me it's not about and then any choice you make within that is fine that's why it's like you want to change your name that's great you want to not change your name that's great you want to be um a a full-time mom that's great you want to not that's great you want to any of these things it's all fine it's just not having any of those things forced on you so I think for me I feel um happy in knowing that I really thought this through and gave it uh like proper consideration and discussed it with my partner in a way that was like why are we doing this and it was a Oh, then the thing we both felt really good about. And now I feel like I can just be excited and happy and um, knowing that it was not something like required of me because of my vagina. Yeah. And like all th- <laughs> you were even already domestic partners, you know, like but like as a friend who loves you guys, it is so exciting that it's official and it will be marked at some point. Like, I, I don't know, <laughs> like I'm you know, when I've, I really love weddings too, even when I was the most single in the world. I love a wedding. I just like always cry. I think it's so beautiful. There are certain things that happen at certain weddings that I think are so archaic and terrible, but I don't know. It's just so, there is something so special about celebrating love. It's really special. I'm so happy for you guys. Oh, thank you. I'm really happy too. And it's been, it's been truly like one of the best parts of it has been like getting to tell people and talk to people about it in this like weird shitty time so yes we the, the love and appreciation has been really great I'm so so happy it's it was a bright spot well actually when I got I just because I was working on my computer we were having a stressful day I got that text on my computer I messaged from Jeff and I was like <laughs> I just like crying and then I was like okay I'm just gonna like let this conversation with Liza die down <laughs> oh my, my god fingers. Well, you did a great job, too. When I called you to tell you guys, go, we were like, oh, I got to walk and I was leaving my phone. Jeff was like, no, you don't have to call her. Like, I think he thought you were, I was like, and I was like, Jeff, let me do what I need to do. Stop handling me. <laughs> it was so funny. Such a moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, did I talk about this way too much? I'm sorry. I feel like no, maybe it was I think okay. it's juicy. I, 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 it's my fault because I asked for all the deets, but it's so exciting. I just, Again, like celebrating like others' great things in life right now is very comforting to me, whether it's like people who are getting employed, though there are a few. Like, you know, like when my roommate got her job, like it was so joyful. Like these these times are really tough for a lot of people. So I think interestingly, it's not triggering my like, oh, I want everyone to be as grumpy as me. It's like very, very just making me happy when people I love are getting what they what makes them happy getting sounds oh, wrong that's but really you know nice. what I mean 
Things are happening. Yeah, no, no, no. Things are happening. Well, it's the best. And thank you. I appreciate it. And we appreciate all of you guys. And I'm sorry. I really hope that I have not annoyed everyone by talking about this I so don't much. Think but um, so. if if we, but we, excuse me, it's only going to happen one time. So like, we got to dive yeah. in. Okay. <laughs> yes. Completely. Um. But yeah, we love you guys so much. And. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all you do on the internet to support us. Yes, thank you. um, We will be back next week. We will continue to bring you quarantine content. And yeah, again, let us know what you want to hear. And And if you want to come on, talk about your quarantine dating. Let us know who you want us to have on. We're working on some guests. It's interesting. It's easier than ever to talk to guests, but then my schedule sucks. But it will only suck for one more week. Yeah, so. Kimmy has mountains and mountains of work upon her and is being a hero. It's all good. Um, It's it's about to go from 100 to 0. So, uh, great. We love you all. XOXO. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.